Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Some of the things that he was explaining was just so simple, but it was truth that just hit right home. He's changed my life. He's changed my walk. I have a hunger for God now that I've never had before. And this is just the beginning. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm in the middle of my second week teaching on how to hear God's voice. And I tell you, this is really important. I've got a teaching on this that I would really like to encourage you to get because when you start hearing God speak to you, it'll not only build you up and encourage you, but man, you will start functioning at a different level. God is smarter than you are. God has a perfect plan for your life, and it's not up to you to just stumble around and figure it out on your own. He will speak to you. He'll tell you things. I tell you, this is so important. This is a huge, important part of my life. God speaks to me all of the time. You know, there's different ways that you can interpret this verse over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, but it says, pray without ceasing. And I think that that means you can pray about something and not quit until you see it come to pass. But it also talks about that you're just supposed to constantly be in communion with the Lord. Most people don't live that way. Most people have little sections of their life that they dedicate to the Lord, like a Sunday morning service or a devotion or during the day, or if something is, you know, critical and on their heart, they might seek the Lord, but then they just, the vast majority of their life, they're on their own. They're doing their own thing. They don't even think about the Lord. They aren't communion. But personally, I just, I don't do it perfectly, but it is my desires. What I'm trying to do is to just stay in communion with God all day long. I was at a meeting yesterday listening to other people talk, and as they were talking, I was just you know, I wasn't saying anything out loud, but I was praying, oh God, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to interact? What can I say that would bless these people and minister to them? And I'm just constantly in communion with the Lord like that. And He speaks to me. And I, I can't even imagine going through a day without having the Lord speak to you. Now, I, I may go weeks or months in between God giving me a direction about, you know, some major thing that He wants me to do. Uh, I don't have God just tell me, you know, these spectacular things every single day or every week or every month, but I do stay in communion with the Lord all of the time, and I speak to Him, and, and we need that. I've said a lot of things. Again, I encourage you to get this teaching, but yesterday I ended, and I was using Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, that one of the ways that He speaks to you is that your born-again spirit is in relationship with Him and He just gives you impressions, perceptions. You just know things. And one of the ways He does it, Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. And that word rule comes from a Greek word that is the same word we get umpire from. You just make a decision and you can't take it back. You just got to call it a ball or a strike, but you've got to make a decision. And I was giving this example that when... I got turned on to the Lord March the 23rd, 1968. I just lost all desire to be in college. I was in first year of college. I lost all of that desire, and I actually even got a hatred for college. I got to where I just knew that wasn't for me. But when I mentioned it to people, man, I got terrible reaction because I was going to lose money from the government for being in school. 
I was going to lose the acceptance of most of my family and my church people and just everybody thought that this was the wrong thing to do. And I was potentially going to be drafted and sent to Vietnam. I had a lot to lose. And because of that, everybody was telling me, no, that's not God. You got to stay in school. But it's not what I felt in my heart. And I came across the scripture in Romans 14, 23, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. And when I read that, I realized I was in sin because I felt like God was leading me to quit school and I didn't know what for what purpose or what the outcome of that was going to be, but that's what I felt. And yet I was acting differently because of the counsel of everybody else and all of the consequences that could come as a result. And when I saw that indecision is sin, Man, I made a decision. I said, I'm not going to be in sin tomorrow. So I went home. I said, God, what do I do? And I, I shared some of this yesterday, but I basically just said, if I had to make a decision right now, which I'd already determined I did, and if my life depended on it, which it could because I was facing being drafted and sent to Vietnam, and it could have been a life and death decision, I said, I don't feel total peace in any either direction, but I feel the most peace. I really feel... I feel peace, liberty when I think about quitting college, but when I thought about staying in it, I just hated it. And so I made a decision and said, to the best of my understanding, this is what God is leading me to do. I let the peace of God umpire, rule in my heart. And I made a decision and went to bed. And the next day, because I wasn't, you know, I was young, this is just a month or two after I really experienced the Lord in this significant way. I just determined I was going to test the waters and see what happens. It's similar to a boat that, you know, that rudder on a boat will give direction, but it has to be moving in order for that rudder to direct the direction of that boat. You could flip a rudder 360 degrees, and if you're sitting still, it's nothing's going to happen. You got to be moving. And so I had to move in some direction. I had made the decision that I was going to quit school. But before I burnt all of my bridges, because I was young and this was new to me, I thought, I'm going to test this out. And I went to three people who had been major influences in my life and who all told me, as I discussed it with them, that this is not God. You are missing God. God wants you to stay in school, keep this money, get your education, get a deferment from the draft. And I went to these people who had criticized me the most. And I went to them and I just told them, I said, I've made my decision. God told me to quit school. I'm quitting school. And I braced myself for whatever thing. What I was doing, I was moving my boat in the direction I felt God wanted me to go. And I was waiting to let that peace of God bear witness one way or the other. And anyway, I won't go through the whole story. But one of those people that I went to they were probably in their 60s at the time. And when I and, and they had they were friends of my mother and they thought they were defending my mother by saying that I was supposed to stay in school. They thought that was the you know thing to do to honor their friend, my mother. And when I, I went in and told them, I said, I've made my decision. God told me to quit school. I'm quitting school. Instead of there being pushback and rejection, this woman got tears in her eyes and she looked at me and she says, I'd give anything to be in your shoes. And I was just totally shocked. It was like, you would, why? And she says, I'm 60 or whatever it was. 
AND SHE SAYS, I DON'T KNOW FOR SURE THAT I'VE EVER DONE EXACTLY WHAT GOD WANTED ME TO DO. SHE SAYS, I'VE GOT A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD AND I'VE ASKED GOD TO BLESS MY DECISIONS, BUT SHE SAYS, I HAVEN'T HEARD FROM GOD. YOU'RE SAYING THAT HERE YOU ARE, 18 YEARS OLD, AND YOU'VE HEARD FROM GOD AND HE'S GIVEN YOU DIRECTION FOR YOUR LIFE. SHE SAYS, I'D GIVE ANYTHING TO BE LIKE THAT. AND I WENT TO THESE TWO OTHER PEOPLE, THREE PEOPLE, THE THREE PEOPLE WHO HAD CRITICIZED ME THE MOST ALL CONFIRMED TO ME THAT IF THAT'S WHAT GOD HAS TOLD YOU TO DO, DO IT, AND I'M BEHIND YOU. AND I MEAN BY THE... BY NOON OF THAT NEXT DAY, I WAS ABSOLUTELY CONVINCED. ALL OF MY RESERVATIONS WERE GONE, AND I COMMITTED MYSELF TO THAT COURSE OF ACTION, AND I MEAN IT LITERALLY JUST PIVOTED MY LIFE. PRIOR TO THAT TIME, I WAS JUST GOING ALONG WITH THE FLOW. YOU KNOW, AN OLD DEAD FISH CAN FLOAT DOWNSTREAM. BUT WHEN YOU TURN AROUND AND START GOING UPSTREAM AGAINST THE CURRENT, MAN, THAT TAKES A LITTLE BIT OF EFFORT. THERE'S A LOT MORE RESISTANCE. AND I MEAN, I TURNED AND HEADED IN A NEW DIRECTION THAT WAS UNCHARTERED TERRITORY. AND SURE ENOUGH, I LOST MY MONEY FROM THE GOVERNMENT. I LOST THE ACCEPTANCE OF A LOT OF PEOPLE. I WAS ASKED TO LEAVE THE CHURCH THAT I WAS IN BECAUSE THEY THOUGHT THAT WAS JUST TOO RADICAL. AND SURE ENOUGH, I GOT DRAFTED AND I GOT SENT TO VIETNAM, AND I SPENT 14 MONTHS IN VIETNAM AND NEARLY GOT KILLED A NUMBER OF TIMES. BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? I SURVIVED IT. AND LOOKING BACK ON IT, I SEE THE WISDOM OF GOD IN THIS BECAUSE WHEN I WENT TO VIETNAM, I WAS A BAPTIST. I WAS RAISED A BAPTIST. I HAD JUST ACCEPTED ALL OF THE STUFF THAT THEY SAID. BUT WHEN I WAS IN VIETNAM, I HAD NOTHING TO DO. AND I MEAN, I JUST POURED MYSELF INTO THE WORD. AND FOR ANYWHERE FROM 10 TO 15 HOURS A DAY, I WOULD JUST STUDY THE WORD AND READ THE WORD. AND THEN I PULLED BUNKER GUARD EVERY NIGHT. AND THAT WAS FOUR HOURS EVERY NIGHT. AND I WOULD PRAY, SOMETIMES THE WHOLE FOUR HOURS. AND I MEAN, I JUST SATURATED MYSELF IN THE WORD OF GOD. AND WHEN I CAME OUT OF VIETNAM, I DIDN'T MEAN TO NOT BE A BAPTIST ANYMORE, BUT I HAD GOTTEN REVELATION. I'D RECEIVED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, BELIEVED IN SPEAKING IN TONGUES IN THE CHURCH. BAPTIST CHURCH DIDN'T ACCEPT THAT. THINGS ARE A LITTLE DIFFERENT NOW. THEY'RE MORE ACCEPTING THAN THEY USED TO BE, BUT BACK THEN, BOY, THEY JUST KICKED YOU OUT OF THE CHURCH. YOU WERE OF THE DEVIL IF YOU BELIEVED IN THAT STUFF. AND SO I DIDN'T MEAN TO CHANGE. I JUST WAS FOLLOWING GOD, AND THEY ASKED ME TO LEAVE AND KICKED ME OUT OF THE CHURCH. AND IT CHANGED ME. IT TRANSFORMED ME. IT PUT MY LIFE ON A DIFFERENT PATH. AND DID YOU KNOW, I NEVER HEARD THE AUDIBLE VOICE OF GOD. I NEVER SAW ANYTHING PHYSICAL WITH MY EYES. IT WAS JUST A IMPRESSION. IT WAS LIKE I WAS USING THAT VERSE OUT OF PSALMS CHAPTER 37, VERSE 4, DELIGHT YOURSELF IN THE LORD. THAT'S EXACTLY WHAT I WAS DOING. AFTER THAT EXPERIENCE ON MARCH THE 23rd, 1968, I MEAN, I WAS SEEKING GOD WITH MY WHOLE HEART, AND THE MOMENT I STARTED DOING THAT, GOD GAVE ME THE DESIRES OF MY HEART. HE CHANGED MY HEART. HE CHANGED WHAT I WANTED. PRIOR TO THAT TIME, I WAS JUST LOVING THE COLLEGE EXPERIENCE, AND I WAS HAVING A BLAST, AND IMMEDIATELY HE CHANGED ALL OF THAT, AND HE PUT HIS DESIRES IN MY HEART, AND IT SET MY LIFE ON A COURSE THAT HERE I AM 53 YEARS LATER, AND I CAN LOOK BACK AT THAT, AND THAT WAS A LIFE-CHANGING EXPERIENCE FOR ME. NOW, I KNOW THAT MY EXPERIENCE MAY NOT RELATE DIRECTLY TO YOU, BUT THE PRINCIPLE IS THE SAME, THAT GOD HAS A PERFECT PLAN FOR EVERY ONE OF YOU. AND MOST PEOPLE ARE NOT EXPERIENCING GOD'S BEST. MOST PEOPLE ARE LIVING WAY SUBSTANDARD TO WHAT GOD WANTS YOU TO HAVE. 
and you, you, you're making mistakes, that it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because you are a fallen human being. And a verse that I've already used in this series is Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. It says, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his steps. God didn't, never intended us to operate independent of Him. God created us for fellowship and dependence upon Him. He wants to be our Father. He wants us to be His children. He wants this relationship. He didn't just wind you up and point you in a direction and let you just run your own life. He wants to be the one who is speaking to you and directing you. He wants to be living through you like the Apostle Paul said, he says, I'm crucified with Christ. He's dead to his own plans, to his own thing. Yet I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the way that God wants to live through you. He wants to literally be in partnership with you. And His wisdom is so infinitely greater than your wisdom that He doesn't want to sit there and just help you do your thing. He wants you to die to yourself, to be crucified, and let Him live through you, and let Him guide you. He wants to speak to you and give you direction for your life. Praise God. You know, right now, I just know in my heart I'm, I'm hearing the voice of the Lord speak through me that there are people all over the world right now that God is speaking directly to you and you recognize that God's not running your life. You're running your life and you use God as a fire escape when you get in trouble. You try and get out of the trouble or something, but you, you haven't turned your life over to Him and that's the reason that things aren't working. That's the reason that you don't have peace and that you don't have the joy and that you're sick and that you're poor and that you have marital problems and on and on it goes. And the God is speaking to people right now that you just need to run up a white flag and surrender and let Him start guiding you. And part of that guidance is you need to start hearing His voice. And how does He speak to you? Psalms chapter 37, verse 4, when you delight yourself in the Lord, when you put Him first in your life, then He will put His desires in your heart. And one of those ways He does it is through this verse I was using today, Colossians 3, 15. You let the peace of God direct you. You just don't do things that take away your peace. And, you know, I've given a number of examples already. I won't go back and reuse them, but I just made decisions decades ago when I violated the peace that was in my heart and it had disastrous results. I've just made decisions that if I don't have peace about it, I'm not going to do it. You know, we recently in the last few years had a situation where there was people coming up through our ministry. We got 650 employees and, and it's a major, major deal to run this ministry. And so I've got levels of leadership underneath me. And I had people that were working their way towards the top and gaining more and more uh, influence. And I had two of those people and I was sitting down talking to them and I wasn't being mean or malicious or anything, but I told one, I said, I, I uh, have confidence in you. I know you. I've got relationship with you. And I said, I have confidence in you. And this other person, I said, look, I hadn't got anything against you. I don't know anything about you, but I don't have relationship. And I said, I am not going to trust you 
WITH RUNNING THIS MINISTRY AND HAVING INFLUENCE IN THIS MINISTRY THE SAME AS THIS OTHER PERSON THAT I'VE GOT A HISTORY WITH. I DIDN'T MEAN THAT TO BE MEAN OR ANYTHING, BUT I JUST DIDN'T FEEL PEACE ABOUT IT. AND I TOLD THE GUY SO. YOU KNOW WHAT? IT TURNED OUT THAT THAT WAS GOD SPEAKING TO ME BECAUSE THIS PERSON TRIED TO LITERALLY DESTROY OUR MINISTRY. I MEAN, IT'S ONE OF THE VERY FEW TIMES THAT SOMEBODY DIDN'T JUST MAKE A MISTAKE. I MEAN, THEY GOT... THEY GOT MAD AND THEY TRIED TO DESTROY OUR MINISTRY, CALLED PARTNERS AND TOLD THEM THAT I WAS OF THE DEVIL. AND ANYWAY, WE FINALLY HAD TO LET THAT PERSON GO. BUT THAT WAS THE LORD. I'VE JUST LEARNED OVER A PERIOD OF TIME THAT I DON'T PUT PEOPLE IN RELATIONSHIP. I DON'T ENTRUST PEOPLE. I DON'T DO THINGS THAT I DON'T FEEL PEACE ABOUT. AND IT HAS SAVED MY BACON HUNDREDS OF TIMES. MAN, I JUST... THIS IS THE WAY I LIVE MY LIFE. WE HAD A SITUATION WHERE I WAS TRYING TO BUILD A BUILDING DOWN IN COLORADO SPRINGS. THIS HAS BEEN MANY YEARS AGO, PROBABLY 15, 20 YEARS AGO. AND I WAS HAVING TO MAKE SOME DECISIONS AND WE NEEDED A LOT OF MONEY AND I KNEW THAT EVENTUALLY I NEEDED TO COMMUNICATE TO MY PARTNERS ABOUT IT, BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? I JUST DIDN'T FEEL PEACE ABOUT DOING IT. AND I HAD MY STAFF COME TO ME, AND I MEAN WEEK AFTER WEEK, IT STRETCHED INTO MONTHS. THEY SAID, WE NEED THIS MONEY, AND YOU HAVEN'T EVEN TOLD ANYBODY ABOUT WHAT'S GOING ON. WHEN ARE YOU GOING TO DO IT? AND I SAID, LOOK, I'LL EVENTUALLY TELL THEM. GOD'S NOT GOING TO RAIN THE MONEY OUT OF HEAVEN. BUT I SAID, I HAVE TO FEEL PEACE ABOUT IT. AND I just, I HADN'T THOUGHT OF A WAY TO COMMUNICATE IT, AND I JUST DIDN'T FEEL PEACE ABOUT DOING IT. AND SO I JUST WAITED. AND I THINK IT WAS AROUND THREE OR FOUR MONTHS THAT I WAITED, AND I MEAN, WE WERE IN DIRE FINANCIAL SITUATION, BUT I JUST HADN'T FELT A PEACE. I HADN'T FELT A a LEADING TO DO ANYTHING ABOUT IT. AND SO FINALLY, AS I KEPT MEDITATING ON, ALL OF A SUDDEN, IT'S JUST LIKE GOD DROPPED IN MY HEART WHAT I NEEDED TO SAY TO MY PARTNERS. I SENT OUT A LETTER. WE NEEDED $3.2 MILLION, WHICH AT THAT TIME WAS PROBABLY A YEAR'S SALARY or, OR A YEAR'S INCOME OR MORE. I MEAN, IT WAS A HUGE AMOUNT OF MONEY. AND I JUST WROTE THIS LETTER TO MY PARTNERS AND SHARED IT WITH THEM. AND IN 14 MONTHS, WE HAD ALL of THAT MONEY CAN'T COME IN. WE MOVED INTO THAT BUILDING COMPLETELY RENOVATED, AND ALL of THE RENOVATION WAS DONE DEBT-FREE. AND YOU KNOW WHY? IT WAS BECAUSE I JUST WAITED ON THE PEACE OF GOD. IF I WOULD HAVE WRITTEN SOMETHING, WHAT I WOULD HAVE SAID WOULD HAVE PROBABLY BEEN CORRECT, BUT IT WOULDN'T HAVE CARRIED THE ANOINTING OF GOD ON IT. IT JUST WASN'T THE LEADERSHIP OF GOD. IT WASN'T THE TIMING OF GOD. AND I'VE JUST LEARNED TO LET THE PEACE OF GOD RULE IN MY HEART. I DON'T DO THINGS JUST BECAUSE IT'S NECESSARY OR NATURAL OR SOMETHING. WE'VE we've HAD SITUATIONS DURING THIS COVID um, PANDEMIC AND ALL OF THE LOCKDOWNS, AND I FILED A SUIT AGAINST THE STATE OF COLORADO, AND THEY'VE SUED ME, AND THEY'VE TRIED TO GET A PERMANENT INJUNCTION, AND we've, WE'VE HAD THREE CEASE AND DESIST ORDERS AND STUFF. AND ANYWAY, WE'VE BEEN DEALING WITH THIS, AND IT'S KIND OF AN UNCHARTED TERRITORY FOR ME. AND I HAD OUR uh, LEGAL GUY, OUR uh, CHIEF COUNSEL HERE ON STAFF COME TO ME, AND HE WAS JUST SAYING, NOW, IF YOU MAKE THIS DECISION, THIS IS WHAT THE STATE COULD DO. HERE'S THE POTENTIAL RAMIFICATIONS. AND I'D ALREADY TOLD HIM WHAT I FELT LIKE GOD WANTED ME TO DO, BUT HE JUST CAME, AND HE he WASN'T TRYING TO INFLUENCE ME. HE WAS JUST WANTING ME TO MAKE SURE THAT I UNDERSTOOD. AND HE TOLD ME, IF YOU DO THIS, THEY COULD DO THIS, AND THIS COULD BE THE CONSEQUENCE. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? THERE'S MANY PEOPLE THAT THEY WOULD FEEL LIKE GOD IS LEADING THEM TO DO SOMETHING, BUT WHEN THEY LOOK AT THE POTENTIAL RESULTS, 
People might reject them. People might get mad. They could lose their job. They could do this, this, and this. And they look at things and they let circumstances overrule things. And I had to tell this guy, I said, look, I appreciate, I know what you're doing. You're doing your job. You're telling me what the potential things are. I need to be aware of this. I, I wasn't critical of him, but I said, I am not going to violate the peace that's in my heart just because this could be a potential result of it. I can't control what other people do. I can't control their reaction. All I can do is what God tells me to do. And I said, this is what I have peace about, and I'm going to let the peace of God rule in my heart. And if they come lock me up, which they threaten to do, and if they come and close our doors, and if they do anything, it doesn't matter what the consequences are. I am going to let the peace of God, I am going to be true to what I feel God has put in my heart. And it kind of surprised some of my staff that I just would sit there and not change what I do because of the potential consequences. I'm telling you, you can't live that way. Going back to this first story that I started this program with about making the decision whether to quit school or not, the potential was that I'd lose money. It happened. The potential was I'd lose acceptance by people. That happened. The potential was that I'd be drafted and sent to Vietnam. I could possibly be killed. Well, I was drafted. I was sent to Vietnam. All of those things happened, but God worked it together for good, and it actually came out to my benefit. I've just learned I am not going to violate the peace that's in my heart. And I don't say that I do that perfectly. I'm not trying to present that I never make a mistake, but I'm saying that that's my commitment. And to the best of my ability, I follow the peace that's in my heart and it has served me well. This is one of the greatest ways that God speaks to me is just by putting His desires in my heart. All of a sudden, something that I wanted to do, it changes, and I don't want to do it anymore, and I take that as the leadership of God. Or something that I didn't want to do, now all of a sudden I do want to do it. And I pray about it, make sure that I'm delighting myself in the Lord. But if I know I'm doing that, then I trust that God is the one that put these desires in my heart. That's how I went on television. I've already given that testimony last week. But I just all of a sudden have an overwhelming desire to go on television. I knew that it was in my future, but I thought it was way in my future. But all of a sudden, I just had this desire, and I followed that desire, and God confirmed it. And I tell you, our ministry just actually started when I started on television. All of those 30-something years prior were just preparation, and it was all through the leading of this desire. It was through the peace of God ruling in my heart. I didn't hear an audible voice, and yet it's turned out that Man, we're reaching now uh, somewhere between three and four billion people potential on this planet. Half of the world's population can watch this program, and all of that happened just through God speaking to me through the desires of my heart. That's how I started our Caris Bible College. It was just a desire. All of a sudden, I saw a different way of doing Bible college that was different than the way other colleges were doing it. When I saw it, I got such a desire to have it, and I have seen thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people's lives change through that. This is how God speaks to you. And I've got some other things I'm going to be sharing with you, but I would encourage you to please get this series on how to hear God's voice. I promise you this would make a huge difference in your life. So listen to our announcer. He's going to give you all of the information about how you can receive this product. And I encourage you to please call 
are right today. And join me again tomorrow as I continue this teaching on how to hear God's voice. Andrew's complete teaching, How to Hear God's Voice, is available as a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. You know, the Lord has given me a huge vision and we've been blessed up to this point, but I've still got so much that God's leading me to do. I'm believing God for 10,000 new partners. We've already got over $120 million worth of buildings in just the last nine years, but I've got at least $100 million worth, maybe $200 million worth of buildings still in my heart for our students, for an activity center. We've got a new student housing that we've got a preliminary drawing of that is showing you a little idea of what it would look like. This one would house about 120 people. Our others are gonna be smaller with maybe somewhere around 40 people per dorm, but we need this student housing and we need people to become partners. I'm believing for 10,000 new partners. I would ask you to pray about it, and if the Lord says so, join with us and help us change people's lives through Karis Bible College. If God is with us, who can be against us? will help us to face Nero. Let him among you who is without sin. Let him throw the first stone. All persons suspected of following the religious sect known as Christianity will be thrown to the lions. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Do you want to go deeper in God's Word through the teachings of Andrew Womack? Do you believe God has more? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Connect with believers in your area to dig into the message of God's unconditional love and grace. You will be encouraged to grow with a small group of believers as you study the Word and fellowship. 
The leaders are Karis alumni with a solid foundation in the Word of God. They have embraced Jesus' command to make disciples of all nations, even those in their backyard. Karis Bible Studies are connecting believers with the Word of God in your neighborhood. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net. I would like to encourage you to check out our social media, all of these different platforms. We've got a lot of good news to share, so check it out, our social media for Andrew Womack Ministries.